Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and coming back to another episode. Listen, I know we we did four episodes of Groundhog Day. Okay, it was a joke, and we're now we're gonna switch gears and we're gonna do this the right way. We're gonna talk about a new movie every week with a guest. And today we are so fortunate to have a guest with us in the studio to talk about the 1985 classic, John Hughes classic, Breakfast Club. There you go. The Breakfast Club. And in the studio with us, we have Nate Tilka, everybody. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. Hey. Uh, previous Kalamazoo comedian. Now, <laughs> previous. where do you hail now? I flew in all the way from St. Petersburg, Florida. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. the kind of draw we have. We can pull them in from. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that schedule. there's like hellfire there right now. <laughs> What's the temperature? Uh, I, was all, I, I mean, I was sweaty there and now I'm here and I'm also sweaty. So <laughs> it's not uh, it's not a huge difference. Right. Yeah. I will true. say like the hum- with the humidity, that's one thing I miss about Michigan is being dry because I'm just constantly <laughs> damp like a gecko or it's just same consistent. Yeah. Just. <laughs> So that's true. They say the yeah. the humidity matters. Is that a that's yeah? A thing? It's 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 bad. There's just a constant stream of just dripping down my back. Sweaty ass ass matter. Pretty much. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, I've been in in houses where like it's like an old lady, and I'm trying to set, close a deal, and literally I have just like she keeps it at ninety in the house, and there's sweat rolling down my face, and I'm like, you could trust me. <laughs> Get your checkbook. Are I belong you, here. Are you a dripping. gigolo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, close the deal. Close the deal. Would probably pay better. But, uh, All right, guys. <laughs> we are Thanks. here. We are here to discuss the movie The Breakfast Club. But before we get started, I want to have everybody stop what they're doing, stop the podcast, go and watch the movie if you've never seen it, and then come back and uh, listen to the conversation. We don't want to spoil anything. You know what I mean? From this, uh, what, 32-year-old, 30, <laughs> yeah, 33-year-old movie, whatever it is. 33-year-old yeah. classic. And you're back. Okay, great. It was a great movie. We all enjoyed ourselves. Here oh, we are. We're all so much better having seen that movie. <laughs> Life-changing. All right, speaking of seeing that movie, Nate, uh, I want to know when you originally, uh, do you remember the first time you ever saw that movie? I think I, I saw that movie about 10 times a year from my birth <laughs> until now, oh, but only true. the beginning, I think. <laughs> I just remember getting to the point where they're all in the cafeteria or whatever together, and then I don't know the end. Maybe I was just too drunk by then or something. <laughs> From birth, part. yeah, yeah. Well, I got used to get hammered when I was like two, and right. so naturally you moved to Florida. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so scratch the... off the list. What character you're most like? John Bender. <laughs> I'm just Florida man now. That's what happens. Um, so before you, before we made you watch it for this, how long had it been? Do you think? Um, probably, I don't know, I would guess a couple of years, two, three years, yeah. something is like it, that. Is it one of the movies that like, uh, you see it playing, you have to stop and watch it or is it at this point you've seen it enough times? Like it's one of those movies that's just always ambiently playing like, yeah. in mm-hmm. the background. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. How about you, Mandy? Uh, yeah, actually it's been quite a few years since mm. I watched it, but really I feel like I watched it so much as a kid that I didn't really pay attention Yeah. and then having to pay attention this time and I'm a parent now. So it was way more intense for me. I sure. was like, holy shit. There's some weird themes going on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm, my kid doesn't do the marijuana. <laughs> like, it was uh, more the emotional. Like, yeah. they hate their parents so much. Yeah. And I was like, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, I totally get that. My parents suck. And then now I'm a parent and I'm like, oh, oh that's, shit. Yeah, you do eventually turn into your parents. That's what they, there's one of the themes when in the movie. you grow up, it, your heart dies. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie Sheedy. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's some deep stuff that goes on, but before we get in too deep, I want to touch on some of the stuff that happens right at the beginning of the movie. They do a pretty good job of explaining kind of who everybody is and why they're there or, or what kind of person they are uh, by their opening lines in the film. Uh, so some of these are pretty interesting. Uh, I guess it's best to introduce the film um, with those characters. So here is uh, Claire, uh, who was played by Molly Ringwald. Here's her first words in the film. can't believe you can't get me out of this. It's so absurd I have to be here on a Saturday. It's not like I'm a defective or anything. I'll make it up to you. Honey, ditching class to go shopping doesn't make you a defective. Have a good day. Yeah, so clearly she's, you know, entitled. Uh, doesn't think she's done anything wrong, and her parents also are kind of pushing that. They're, they're like, you're a princess, you're the greatest, nothing matters. And daughter be- couldn't do anything wrong, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they pan up from his BMW sign. Yes. Oh, yeah. Up, up to the car. Yeah. Uh, doesn't he have a weird vanity plate, too? Do you remember what that one is? <sighs> I don't remember. I know Brian's has the E equals MC squared on his vanity plates for his car, but uh, yeah, she's got something, too. I don't know. All right. So, yeah, we set up with Claire, uh, Molly Ringwald. She's the princess, clearly. They talk about the uh, each of the... I don't know, different tribes of people, I guess. There's like weird, <laughs> categories. Yeah, there's little categories in schools, which we are all aware of. And so she's the princess and covers that pretty well. Nate, were you the princess? I was definitely the princess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they say everybody's got one. Every every school has the the prom queen, the untouchables, the you know, the girl that everyone wants to be and the or or get. You know what I mean? Hmm. So and then we meet uh shortly thereafter we meet Brian, uh Anthony Michael Hall. Brain, huh? <laughs> Is this the first time or the last time we do this? Last. Well, get in there and use the time to your advantage. Interesting well, tidbit. Study. We just have to sit there and do nothing. Well, his mom. Is, figure out a way to study. And his sister right there. Well, go. Uh, that's his mom in real life mm-hmm. and his sister in real life. Oh, really? Both, yeah, Anthony crazy? Michael Hall's uh, family in the movie with him. Look at that. Uh, both him and uh, both uh, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald were both teenagers uh, when the movie was filmed, they were both, I think, 16. Or... Yeah, they were the only ones that had to go to school. Yeah, weird. The rest of them were, like, super old, old. which happens. <laughs> I mean, that'll you'll run into that in movies. But I think Judd Nelson was, like, 24 when the movie was I shot, I think. Oh, really? So, yeah. Mm. He was a <laughs> odd duck. Uh, and then we meet Emilio Estevez. Uh, Andrew Clark comes into frame next in the uh, the truck, pulls up next to the school in the truck. Shermer High School. Hey, I screwed around. Guys screw around. There's nothing wrong with that. Except you got caught, sport. Your mom already ran me, all right? I knew several of these people. You want to blow your ride? I know school is going to give a scholarship to a discipline case. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was also a gangster in Chicago, I <laughs> in think. In the 20s I guess. or yeah. the 40s? Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Um, yeah, I grew up in a small town where there was a lot of emphasis on sports. So there was a lot of these guys running mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You did? Yeah, right? Was, we, was I there? Yeah, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy and I went to the same school. so <laughs> We knew those people. <laughs> the jocks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot of those guys. So uh, how's your experience with these guys? You know any of these guys? You big fans of those? Were you one of those? I could see you maybe Me pulling too. that off. Almost. I was, uh, I was on the golf team, so that was... Uh, oh. So you were kind of that was my contribution. So you were the princess. Yeah, you were half. Yeah, you were halfway between Claire and Andrew. Then, yeah. Much, yeah. <laughs> and so the premise of the film is they all uh, these all these classes. We don't meet the other ones for a minute. Uh, in fact, Ali Sheedy 
uh, Allison in the movie, she doesn't say a word. Do you know how long it is until she actually speaks in the movie? It's Just, if long, you had to it's guess, it's got to be a long time over an hour. No, it, the hour, the movie hours? is what is it? Uh, hour and thirty seven minutes, something like that. And so in that hour and thirty seven minutes, before she actually she says a few like squeaks and hums and stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. but before she says her first words, I think it's thirty three minutes into the film wow. before she actually says an actual word. And it's in the hallway with Andrew, uh, and he asks her what her poison is, and they talk about uh, her being a delinquent. She's drinking vodka. I know. I don't even like the way she says That's it awful. either. Yeah. Yeah. Vodka, yeah. Yes, sir. In fact, I think I have a clip. Yeah, here we go. So drink, this is uh, Popov and five o'clock. That was right out of a jug, <laughs> like warm in the back of a van. So Look this was a, you in high school. That was all three. Yeah, were you? And she's the basket case. Yeah. So you, well, yeah. <laughs> I see a little bit of the crazy parts all mixing into me of all these characters. <laughs> this is her saying, trying to say vodka. What's your poison? What do you drink? And I asked. Vodka. Oh, so awful. Everyone knows there's a G in vodka. What a noob. (laughs) Say it like you've been there before. Whenever. Whenever. A lot. Tons. Tons of vodka. And she hisses her asses like I do. (laughs) Tons. So you were the basket case? Uh, Yes. Nice. I really, truly, I think that I was her. (laughs) Maybe her and John a little mixed together. Right, yeah. You gotta, I mean, I think that's the reason why this movie has such staying power is because uh, you can apply yeah. yourself, your experiences to at least one, if not multiple of these people. So it's interesting to kind of dip back into that, especially so far removed from the high school experience or from, you know, just being a kid overall. They clearly had tough things happen to them. I think it's amplified in the movie a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know too many peoples who, uh, too many peoples. That's right. I talk into a microphone <laughs> and use it's words. professional. We'll edit this out later. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, they had some pretty tough, uh, tough lives, I think. I mean, they baby it a little bit. They talk about uh, Ali Sheedy's character. You think something real bad's happening at home, but it turns out they just ignore her, which I mean, is tough, but the way they set it up, it was pretty dark. They had yeah. some weird music playing. You thought somebody was getting touched. You know, <laughs> that's exactly when I rewatched oh, it. Because Amelia's like, what do they do? Or, you know, and she's like, they ignore me. But like leading up to that, you want, like, yeah. they come into my room late at night kind of a thing. Yeah, it so. was real creepy, mm. but. It's very dark. Yeah, they couched it, I think. I think that was the vibe they wanted you to get and it was going to, you know, whatever. So we have one more main character. Oh. My favorite. He's so good looking. <laughs> Keep talking about him. I'm see if I <laughs> Judd Nelson. Him in here. Uh, he plays John Bender. You know, I don't think I pulled the clip where we actually hear him for the first time. I do have um, a clip of him after we get... Let's uh, set up detention first. So, okay. Mr. Vernon, uh, the principal, oh, that's a train, a train going by. If you guys can hear that, if it's bleeding in, which I'm certain it is. Uh, <laughs> we're in Kalamazoo, Michigan, everybody. Uh, trains Very authentic. go so, by all the time. It's ambiance. It's nice. There might be some homeless people yelling. <laughs> that's the... Feel. Yeah, that's what you get here. Uh, everybody's so nice in Kalamazoo. Uh, so here's uh, Mr. Vernon setting up uh, detention. This lets you know what the movie's going to be about. It is now 7.06. You have exactly eight hours and 54 minutes to think about why you're here. Ponder the error of your ways. 
all the stupid shit that John Bender does in the background, they sort of just told him to let it go. Like, you can do whatever you want and be an asshole. improv. Yeah, Yeah, and they just let him be a dick the whole time. It was pretty pretty fun for him, I'm sure. Yeah, he actually was a jerk. Yeah, we it's are funny. Going to write an essay. Well, we get no it. less than a thousand words. Calm down. It seems like like his whole thing is he just loves the power. Like obviously, yeah. that's why he's. Are you talking about Mr. Vernon? Yeah. See, yeah. I <laughs> watching it this time. I thought he was hot. Like I never thought he was hot as a kid. You know, nice. I'm like he was an authority figure, and now I'm like mm. he makes thirty one thousand dollars a year. I did he hear a, that. He has a house. Uh, <laughs> he ha- he's not homeless. <laughs> he has a home. He's not going to throw it away. Yeah. Two things that, yeah. When he takes off his jacket and he just has like the the black shirt on, I'm like, ooh, silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it when he turned around and had that uh, the toilet, toilet seat yeah, cover. cover on. That was my big scene there. Really liked it. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so that's Mr. Vernon. It sets up they're going to be at detention, and uh, they've all done something wrong, and they're supposed to write a paper about it. You know, that's the thing they try to make you be reflexive and learn from your mistakes and all that nonsense. Uh, did you ever have any? Um, experiences being sent to detention. I went to detention, uh, I think one or two times, and yeah, it was that was in middle school. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it was a lot more boring than the movie. I'll say that much. It was. <laughs> was no it like drugs. an after school detention? Or? Yeah, there was like like Dare taught me how to say no, and I didn't use any of that shit. Like I thought. <laughs> People were constantly going to be offering me drugs, and now I'm older. I'm like, why aren't people offering me free drugs all the time? Like Dare said, but uh, no, that's it's, it's nothing like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty boring, honestly. Mike, if I if I was one of these characters, I would be like the hideous, zit infested guy who <laughs> like wouldn't be on camera. And uh, then I took Accutane and became a comedian. There you go. It all makes sense. All worked out in the end. Yeah. Well, if you had to pick, or like if you if you took characteristics from yourself from each um, character, like what would you say you were most like? I don't know. I guess, or maybe even back then or now, like you can use it any time. Who's the guy that had the, the gloves? The 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 kid who was Brian. Yeah, Brian. Um, Wait, the guy that had the, the yeah, he, weird his, fingerless gloves? The thing, so yeah, I mean, well, John Bender, oh, right? John Bender? John Bender. Yeah. John, well, I thought John that Nelson. guy, he was my favorite character because he kind of like, you know, I mean, he was kind of a badass. He was a badass. I mean, so who do you think was... gloves to school. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Well, Brian wears gloves because it's cold out. And then when he gets the boner in the uh, middle of the day and he pulls the gloves off the table and, and puts covers, it in his yeah. lap. See, now that's something I didn't know. I didn't get as a child when I watched it. But as an adult, I'm like, oh, he just got a boner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a big part of like a, a middle school boy's life. <laughs> hiding boners. Is that, why, is that why you got detention? Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he forgot to hide. You didn't hide it. <laughs> that's why that's why I like that look in middle school is like the big baggy shirt untucked. It's like this is for style. Like, no, this has a function. <laughs> So is this big notebook I carry. Yeah, yeah, right. Just carrying my books in front of my crotch. Because <laughs> so. somebody do it. bent over in front of me. That's all it yeah. takes, guys. That's all it takes. Uh, this is the first clip I have that actually features John Bender. Um, this is after some of the... So they uh, they treat Mr. Vernon like a common enemy. I guess that's one of the themes in the movie. Like mm-hmm. They all band together, even though these people are on you know opposite ends of the spectrum as far as high school life is concerned. They uh, they all kind of go after Mr. Vernon, uh, and here's kind of where they start to band together and find a common enemy. Why is that door closed? How are we supposed to know? We're not supposed to move, right? Bender just took a screw out of it. Why? And no one. We're just sitting here. Tells on him. Who closed that door? I think a screw fell out of it. 
Just closed. <laughs> screw fell out. Just fell out. <laughs> screw fell out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Uh-huh. See? She doesn't talk, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your first squeak that we hear. <laughs> you want me to yank you out of that seat and shake it out of you? I don't have it. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Give it to me, Bender. Excuse me, sir. Why would anybody want to steal a screw? Watch it. <laughs> I should also mention, uh, for any of these clips that I've pulled, there were uh, several moments of just silence. That man specifically, Mr. Vernon, all of them did uh, had a lot of pauses in their speech. Uh, they would say three words and then pause for a good four seconds and then say more words and then pause again. So like that interaction right there, um, the clip I had was maybe a minute long, but in real life in the movie, that was like a four minute section of the movie really? with yeah. just full of pauses. So as intensity I, in this movie, yeah. just building and building, let it breathe and see right. what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's like a powder keg. The whole thing is kind of building toward what's going to happen on Monday, uh-huh. basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Yeah. I actually, I heard, um, that Molly Ringwald was originally wanted was going to play uh, Allison, which mm-hmm. is Ali Sheedy, <clears throat> and then she, but she really wanted to be Claire, so she kind of like begged and, and got it. And I heard uh, Rick Moranis was originally going to be the janitor. Yeah, Carl the janitor. Yeah, who's played by John Capellos. Sure, <laughs> that sounds right. Um, yeah. who was also in um, Sixteen Candles with Anthony Michael Hall, John and, Hughes. Yeah, yeah, which was a John Hughes film. So. Yeah, they kind of all intertwine together. That whole um, Brat Pack uh, sort of interweave between, in fact, um, Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall dated for a second. Um, and then Emilio Estevez dated um, Demi Moore, who was also part of the yeah, Brat Pack. Yeah, St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah, for a minute. Uh, who were the rest of the, So all of these kids were part Andrew, of that. Andrew. Uh, McCarthy. Um, yep. And, uh, no, not is it Andrew McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Rob Lowe. Yep. And Demi Moore. I feel like Demi Moore is just always known for dating somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never, never been famous no, in her yeah, own right. She, she dated that guy and <laughs> the punk guy. I feel like of all of them that broke out, I think she's probably the one that has like the least amount of baggage along with it, too. Uh, maybe Molly Ringwald after a while, but she kind of went away for yeah, a Yeah, she got French. It was weird. <laughs> she like moved French. to France. Dude, and, like, she like, got oh. French. She caught the French. <laughs> Stop, stop bathing regularly and eating bread. Eating bread. It's, like, it's what they do, man. That's, hey, that's what it's happens like, if you don't vaccinate your kids. But if you do, they get autism. What are you going to do? It's 50-50. French or autism. What are you going to pick, America? It's on you, man. Ron, <laughs> it's your uh, send us your uh, comments and concerns on, on Twitter. We're this another ep uh, pod. Yeah, just send everything. We'll get it to Nate. We'll let him know. This is official, official uh, doctor advice, too. It's... Uh, you can just drop that. <laughs> He's got a pop screen in front of him that's not cooperating. Screws fall out there all the we time, go. man. Oh, my God. I feel so much more relaxed <laughs> now that I'm not battling. It's an imperfect place, man. <laughs> Somebody took a screw out of it. Yeah. A screw fell out of I it, I think someone obviously. should have suggested that we don't use them prior to the, the beginning of you this know, show. We have, I mean, that would have been crazy. We that have all wild. this fancy equipment. I want to use it. God damn it. I'm just not going to say anything with the P sounds. Right. Oh, see how that sounded just awful? <laughs> Popping over there with what are we feet. amateurs? We're recording by homeless people. <laughs> trains and trains, and a, trains a, going by at a second location that we <laughs> yeah, at, the, at the second location. And my up. dad's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's get back on track. We got more of this movie to cover. 
I mean, to be fair, I did partly come down here to get out of the heat. So if I, if I was in a hot box, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah. God damn it. I was yeah. so pissed. A little inside baseball. We had, this, uh, from. we had this scheduled at a place where it was hot and noisy. We so. can give him a plug. We were going to have it at Rupert's in Kalamazoo upstairs in the loft. Rupert's Brewhouse Comedy Sundays. Look at that. Yeah. Ah, I come back occasionally to host. <laughs> it feels good downstairs because it's nice and cold. But once you get up in the loft, it's hot as balls. Yeah, it is super hot. Usually there's people making out and... <laughs> fondling each other up there uh-huh. mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows what what's going on up there it's like a <laughs> it's like detention at the end <laughs> yeah, that's true oh, i was the excited because they had uh dr steve's ipa back because they don't oh, always they do? have it yeah everybody loves that <laughs> anyway you kids with your beers <laughs> our beers yeah i love i just yeah i love how like the Michigan beer, I like it. It's like they try to make it look less appetizing, and that's like hipstery cool. <laughs> like a dead fish is on this, and it's like number one in the world. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, yeah, you never would have thought that was delicious. <laughs> all right, so there's some iconic uh, lines from this movie that they pull out. People hear them all the time. They start. Uh, I think a lot of this stuff they were. I had listened to some interviews. They were talking to the cast, and they feel like John Hughes like just made up a lot of this stuff. And is it raining? It's raining. Look at that, guys. And you it's get, like raining hard. You get some like rain yeah. on a tin roof sounds. <laughs> it's very nice. It's very nice. Um, like he just made up some of these that became part of like the vernacular. Like they became part of everyday life for people. Uh, but here is John uh, battling with Mr. Vernon again. Oh, that was what I was going to ask you guys. Who do you think the star of this movie is? If you had to pick like a, a prominent figure, the one that's like this movie is the most about, which one of these guys do you think were? dealing with I feel like John Bender yeah I would, I would agree he really comes out as like the I mean he's the one you want to watch the things that yeah he's the one who like makes it interesting at the end especially particularly yeah, yeah. sure no for sure plus he's the hottest <laughs> I love you his hair you think gloves, so now have it? you have you seen Anthony Michael Hall lately you he mean looks, Judd Nelson or no oh, I'm Anthony talking, Michael Hall yeah he's a fucking lunatic he's huge and like he's, he's ginormous he's weird man he's a he, well, was in, he was in Dead Zone yeah and okay. I loved that I loved that show Real and he, dark. remember when he was in um, Edward Scissorhands he played the jerk boyfriend of Winona Ryder no that like he dies at the end like Edward like he ends up weird. killing him or whatever yeah I do not remember that but here's uh, here's John Bender fighting with Mr. Vernon here you're not fooling anybody Bender I had to take out so the many pauses the next screw that falls out is gonna be you do you think do you think that? that this was a thing prior to this movie eat my shorts yeah I don't know eat I wondered that too yeah I thought it was I always thought it was shorts. the Simpsons I, yeah I know it was Bart Simpson but I don't know if that came first or no Bart Simpson that was after 85 right. I think. well I'm free the oh. Saturday after that beyond that I'm gonna have to check my calendar good because maybe this be was filled. the beginning we'll keep going shorts <laughs> you want another one you can look at the nexus say the word just say the word instead of going to prison you'll come here are you through Music's great, no, though. No, I'm doing society a favor. So? That's another one right now. I've got you for the rest of your natural-born life if you don't watch your step. You want another one? Yes. You got it. You got another one right God, there. so mad. That's another well, one, pal. Very angry. Back then, I thought he was so cool for yes, being... But now I'm listening and he sounds like my three-year-old. Yeah, he sounds like such an asshole. Uh, no. Right. You got one more right there. You really think I give a shit? Another. <laughs> you through? Definitely has no idea how many he's said at this point. That's seven when we first came in. You asked Mr. Vernon here whether Barry Manilow knew that he raided his closet. Now it's eight. You stay out of it. Excuse me, sir. It's seven. Excuse Shut me, up, sir. Baby. It's seven. I love it. Yeah. So uh, did you guys ever see Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah. You know the scene where they completely redo that entirely? It's one of my favorite 
parts of any movie, like any parody style, any of that kind of movie. Uh, they do that scene in particular. They add a few more rhyming words to uh-huh. it to make it more fun. And one of the other character plays uh, the Molly Ringwald part and does mouths to him the cut it out stop thing. Uh-huh. Funny. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't seriously. I can't show you. I can't. There's no audio to show you that. But go watch it. It's I'm really fun. glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's a huge. <laughs> <laughs> It's another little plug. Yeah. Uh, so Not another teen movie. Go uh, go check it out, guys. <laughs> like I feel like this movie just completely defined '80s movies. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know many movies before this that had like the montage and the dancing. Oh my god, sequences. that dance scene was so fucking stupid. Oh, I love it. You know how I feel about stupid shit in movies. It's my favorite. Okay, so which, ridiculous. So the the dance scene or the the montage dance toward the end. I don't mind the ones where they're all actually, but like the Emilio Estevez freak out. Yeah, when he like screams and the oh glass breaks. Oh, I love the ridiculousness so of it. So stupid. Plus, he has awesome biceps. But so he does those weird high kicks over the. Yeah. Know, yeah, it's awful. Um, how does he not? So he hears when the door closes. Exactly. This it's so stupid. Like the. But he doesn't hear the glass. Yeah, break. it doesn't. Hear or the, glass the music break. being super loud. Or when they're running down the halls after Bender tries to go get his doobage out of his locker, <laughs> they. Just full on, like Anthony Michael Hall is like literally bouncing down the stairs. Like he's just running, having a great time. He's like, he's with his friends now. He found friends and he's just having a ball. And they're like, they do that weird Scooby Doo hallway nonsense uh-huh. where like they yeah. go in one and come do, out the do, other. Do, do, do. It's like the perfect timing. Yeah. Like, oh. And there's no way that that man can't hear them running down an empty hallway in a school. When they do the breakfast club slide, you yeah. know, where they all slide. And you know that's got to make some ridiculous noise. That's It's so stupid. But, I mean, you got to suspend some of that disbelief, you know, for the sake of the film. But it's just too much, man. He breaks glass. He breaks safety glass with his voice. Who the hell? <laughs> Emilio. I think uh, you're just missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. What is the point to that scene? It's stupid. No, it's, I don't know. It's amazing. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> the music and then John Bender's up on that crazy ass sculpture. Like, what the hell is that? Right. So the movie uh, is set in uh, Sherman High School's library. They but went, it's actually their gym. They went to a school, took over the gym and re like built the library in the gym. It's yeah. crazy how much work they had to put into this. It's awesome, though. I wish that would have been our library. Right. And did you notice some of like the little details in it uh, when Bender's up on the second level when he's landing, all pissed off. And he's all pissed off. If you look, there's gum stuck under the railing in. Shut yeah, up. So they like went to all the trouble to get that angle with the gum showing under the railing that they built themselves for the movie. So there's some weird stuff in there. Oh, my gosh. Neat. That's awesome. I totally missed that. Well, that's, very, that is, that's deep. That's, <laughs> see, of all the 10 times a year I watched it, I didn't even get right? that. It was Look too for deep it, for man. me. Do you have a favorite scene? Um, I don't know. I mean, when he falls, when he falls, that's probably one of the cooler parts I would Through guess. Through the I ceiling? Yeah. yeah, he's doing the joke. So he does the joke. He sets up the, the premise of that joke, and then we never hear the punchline to that joke. Uh, in fact, I have that here. Hold on, on one second. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> there it is. Okay. A naked blonde walks into a bar with a poodle under one arm and a two-foot salami under the other. She lays the poodle on the table. The bartender says, I suppose you won't be needing a drink. The naked lady says, Oh, yeah! <laughs> so That's every set I've ever had. Every, every joke. He's got a decent setup. You laugh your way oh, through I thought, it. I thought you meant you fell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You laugh your way through the I setup. I, and fell, then you... I fell yesterday. Oh, yeah. First, se- the comedy I've done in like a month. I fall and my fly just splits open and stays that way 
Are you serious? Like, yeah, that really yeah. happened. Yeah, I was like, fly, but... and I was, ner- I was like all nervous. Like, I mean, and I wasn't that nervous, but for me, I was like, kind of like, oh, I'm running the show, and we get there, and they're like, oh, we don't know how to do the audio, so figure it out. The show starts in a half hour, oh and I'm gosh. like trying to do that, and I'm like, I need a set list, and then my fly just splits open. <laughs> oh my and I'm god! Like, I look like a no. It was an awesome show. I was there. It was. It was. It was fun. Definitely. <laughs> Where was that at? That was at the Paw Paw Playhouse. The next one. <laughs> Is going to be on nine twenty two at eight o'clock. The pre sale is available now. If you look up uh, Paw Paw Playhouse, yeah, that's Logs. awesome. That's, uh, a lot there. of peas there. I mean, I really wish I had that thing that didn't break off. <laughs> All the pl- yeah, Paw Paw Playhouse. That's this is that's cheap. what it, it makes sense now. Actually. I was there. It's it's an it seats one hundred and sixty people, so it's pretty intimate. And there's not a bad seat. The no, there's not. The food I mean, and drinks are super cheap, and yeah, yeah, that wonderful. was like going from like Tampa prices of drinks to that, and they're like, oh, these are three dollars. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, give me seventeen of them. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's fine. That's crazy. That's how much I drank last. <laughs> <time. laughs> uh, Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Oh, I figured I'd just it. throw that in. <laughs> 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 Another one of those iconic uh, lines from the movie, you know. I think that my favorite scene is it is I, even though I men- mentioned the dance montage that was more to define eighties movies, <laughs> but uh, I like the running scene. I think that probably ties with like the group therapy yeah. scene where they're all sitting on the floor and then they get all like you know introspective yes. and they want to tell you why they're here and how much they're yes. going to be the greatest friends of all time later and then yes yeah. well um not yeah, really Claire's know, like but... whatever fuck you guys i'm out <laughs> anthony michael hall gets pretty deep into it there but yeah uh let's take a look at some of the other fun little iconic bits here real quick for a second we've got this one right that's it i'm gonna be right outside those doors the next time i have to come in here i'm cracking skulls yeah you got Here. a lot of Mr. Vernon. I did. A lot of Mr. Vernon and a lot of uh, Bender, which I, that's, that's I mean, pretty much the two. they come. Yeah. yeah they're the, the sort of antagonist. Well, and, that's the thing. I think that Mr. Vernon is what brings them all together. So I guess that kind of sure. makes sense. But yeah, maybe that was his plan the whole way. And then like at the end, he had <laughs> yeah. like that, like single tier. Yes. <laughs> like I've made like them the, all friends. <laughs> like the Indian picking up. Trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Claire, it's not for the money. I see a picture of a guy with elephantitis of the nuts. <laughs> Pretty tasty. <laughs> How do you think he rides a bike? Oh, Claire, would you ever consider dating a guy like this? Can't you just leave me alone? I mean, if he had a great personality, was a good dancer, and had a cool car. Good dancer. I love Although it. Well, you probably have to ride in the back seat because his nuts would ride Chuck. <laughs> Shows you how much I they love, focus on dancing, you know. Yeah. Part of the montage, part of the I love, requirements for the date. I love too. Like before the internet, like the bus was the internet. Like <laughs> I love it, Titus nuts. I saw all that shit on the bus. It was yes. just every weird thing. I don't know how the kids got it because there was no internet, but <laughs> it's right there in the encyclopedia. Somehow, vendor found it. Yeah. I remember <laughs> learning what found. the word chode meant. Like I remember the day. Like I remember chode. the explanation. Yes, the bus. <laughs> It, it was like Urban Dictionary <laughs> yeah, yeah, before was, there was Urban Dictionary. Uh, Urban Dictionary, yeah. We already talked about uh, Rick Moranis was going to be in this movie. They had creative differences and he decided not to. And uh, this is what ended up being Carl. Uh, Carl? What? Can I ask you a question? Sure. How does one become a janitor? You want to be a janitor? No, I just want to know how one becomes a janitor because Andrew here is very interested in pursuing a career in the custodial arts. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> you guys think I'm just some untouchable peasant, sir? Peon? Yeah. I can really see Rick Maybe Moranis so. 
in this line or in this world around after shitheads like you for the last eight years i've learned a couple of things i look through your letters look through your lockers i listen to your conversations you don't know that but i do i am the eyes and ears of this institution my friend so great (laughs) and we find out uh i don't know if you caught this name but uh carl's actually featured right at the very beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. during the montage of like school images they show the um pictures of the men of the year uh and and carl is actually the janitor is one of the oh, really? previous men of the year so yeah. wow. and it, he brings, has hair. <laughs> it brings that whole loop around of like no matter how cool you think you are in high school oh I mean, you get yeah. yeah you may end up being the, the janitor one day so <laughs> i was thinking of that adam deggy joke like who the hell sweeps up puke look at what you've become <laughs> <laughs> anytime i think about janitors <laughs> That has to be the worst often? part of the job. Yeah, it's it's daily. <laughs> sweeping up puke. You're like, man, this is that's not even how you should clean I, this. Like in Joe Dirt. <laughs> it's not when the you, optimal way to clean. Like, yeah, there's we don't a have... big pile of puke. It's a, it's a pretty big pile of puke. <laughs> Get your broom. <laughs> it's just sawdust. Sawdust. <laughs> sawdust and... oh, I can seriously smell That was the worst the smell, smell ever. Yes. Yeah, the kitty litter or whatever they used. This, yes. I think the smell of that powdery stuff was just made to make you want to throw up. <laughs> So that there would just be several piles. Did you ever piles. have that happen? Did you ever have like a, a chain reaction where no, one kid would I, throw up? And oh, then I don't know. I'm, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's at like, <laughs> oh, there's a, like you go to like one class and then the bell, then you walk. And there's like several more piles of puke. <laughs> You're like, that's why he's man of the year. He's doing he's doing God's, God's work. work. He's, and he's not even throwing. Or maybe some of them were his. Like that's. <laughs> Be, that would suck if you threw up and then you had to clean it up and then, <laughs> threw up again. And then another kid threw up from your puke puke. Like, it's overtime like, uh, tonight. <laughs> what is the in um the Goonies? No, he, stand by me. Well, in Goonies, he said that he uh mixed up a bunch of puke and threw it over the balcony and then blamed it on his sister or something or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> when they took chunk and they were like interrogating him and he said, Oh, he mi- that's right. He He's mixed up a whole batch of fake puke and took it to the movie theater and <laughs> threw it over the balcony. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then he knocked his or he yeah, he knocked his sister down the stairs and blamed it on the dog. Yes. That was his other thing. That is that is a weird thing that this just reminded me of. I, I got to see Michael Michael Jordan. I grew up um, obviously during the Bulls in the 90s, like in Chicago land. And I got to see Michael Jordan twice. The second time I was so sick, I threw up. And part of it got on the guy in front of me. And uh, <laughs> I wanted to stay. We left. My dad was very embarrassed. Oh my God. My sister's like, oh, Michael Jordan was looking at you. <laughs> and to this day, I'm pretty sure he was. And it's humiliating. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but hey, you got to do what you got to do. So, Michael Jordan, if you're listening to this podcast, which it's likely, uh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know what? Don't mess with the bull, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. <laughs> All right, uh, I need you to tell me what this term means. Look, I could see you getting all bunged up for them making you wear these kind of clothes, but face it, you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby. I don't know what the hell that is. That's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know what that word is, but. (laughs) Neo Maxi Zundweeby. It is. Yeah. I think he made it up. That's a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of work. Dictionary right there. (laughs) Getting all bunged up. Yeah. Yeah. I actually still say that. Yeah. Don't get all bunged up. (laughs) I got it from the movie. Yeah. Uh, did you know any people like this at all? Would you associate with these kind of people? Like, that's the thing. That's what there this movie's were, about. You know what I mean? Like, there were you, a lot of people who were the jocks, I would say. Um, the kind of like, I mean, there was a lot, there was like the class that like thought they were better than everyone, I feel like. Yeah. In high school. Did you stick to your own kind, basically? Or were you kind of the type yeah. that would float around from group to group? And I was pretty, I mean, I was, uh, 
I was, yeah, I mean, pretty much I had my weird little corner of friends, of weirdos that we all hung out. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, pretty much. I mean, but we would all kind of, I mean, our school was so small. I mean, we had like, I think like 180 in our graduating class. So you kind of all would. <laughs> That's like twice what Matt and I graduated. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We you were guys, Hastings? Yeah, a okay. tiny little hamlet in the middle of uh, okay. Western Michigan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, yeah, we were kind of right in the mix. But there was, I mean, no matter how small the school, I think that still exists. I think there's still. It's always the, clicks. Yeah, there's still the, the burnouts and the jocks and mm-hmm. everything else. Yeah, and you just kind of fall in between somewhere and hope you can make it through, you know? Well, and they all have stuff going on. That's the thing. Like, you know, Bender thinks that their lives are so much better than his until they kind of unload. And then, yeah, everybody's, I mean, just basically in high school, your life is shit, no matter who you are. I mean, no matter what, though, I'm pretty sure Bender's life is still worse than everybody else's. <laughs> do you uh, think, I mean, that I was, don't know. do you think that the thing was real or do you think he's just doing it for attention? Are you talking about the, the burn? That yeah, looked, the burn. It's about the size Stupid, of a cigar. Yeah. Worthless. Every word it is. No good goddamn preloading son of a bitch. Retarded, big mouth, know-it-all asshole jerk. You forgot ugly, lazy and disrespectful shut up bitch who fucks me turkey pot pie what about you dad fuck you no dad what about you fuck you no dad what about you fuck you the pivotal climax of the movie is sort of when is he, that for real when yeah. he reaches the Walk like over some time Turns into like an ape, starts climbing around. Yeah, that explosive part where everything—you realize how bad it really is in his life. And yeah, what do you think? The I mean, the, the yeah, cigarette. No, I think that's real. Yeah, the it's cigar burn. Yeah, because yeah. it's a real cigar burn. Yeah, he's, he's not just like, doing it to himself, right. having fun. Yeah, it's kind of a poetic linguist, though, if you think about it. Like, oh, that's the thing. He's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's just. Which is Judd Nelson went to like prep school. Like he was a rich kid, prep school kid, and to have to work toward getting this role. He went and visited some local schools in Chicagoland area uh, and pretended to be part of their classes. It's mm. like prep for this role. He dressed like Bender and then went and sat in the back of the class. And during that process, he got sent to the principal's office twice. Oh, wow. The students all thought he was a student. The teachers had no idea he was there as part of a movie. He wanted to blend in. And he did so much disruptive shit that he got sent to the principal's office twice. Just How trying. old was he during this? He was 25. Okay. But he still like still blended in. Yeah, he still fit in, I guess. Also, another weird thing about Bender, did you notice that weird gray streak in the front of his hair? Yes. And it like fades away during part of the movie and then comes back again later on. I don't know what that was. Oh, I didn't notice that. Such a I did notice that there was a a filming problem when she's putting the cap on her lipstick after she puts it in her bra and puts her lipstick on. Yeah, she does the thing she knows how to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they there was a sequence mess up there. Oh. But I know that uh, um, Judd Nelson was a huge dick during the filming of this. Like he, they almost fired him because oh, he really? would because he would stay in character and yeah. tease everybody. Just a and, real asshole. Yeah. So I don't know. That might have been why it was. That's so like easy yeah. That's like uh, what the Man on the Moon. They said. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Was, like Andy Kaufman. Thing. Yeah, he was just so in character that like they were. It was just hard to deal with him. Like yeah. he was spitting on pe- into people's faces <laughs> and stuff. Do you think that Andy Kaufman was funny? Um, I don't, I don't know if I would say that. I, I don't know. I'd have to, I mean, I've seen some of his weird stuff that he's done. Right. Well, he's, I mean, there's the, really weird. Like the boxing thing. And the, well, that was just like a publicity yeah. stunt bullshit, but I mean, people think it's funny. Latka. I mean, Latka, yeah. he was a good, pretty good character. I don't think I he even enjoyed doing that though. Yeah. But like he was more into that whole, like the mighty mouse scene when he did that, like he just yeah. set the tape record or the, 
record player out and do the here we come to mm-hmm. save the d-, that bullshit. You know that he was like performance art, like, similar to Jim Carrey. Something he yeah. would do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy's a fucking wackaloon half the time. <laughs> oh, he does yes. that. That thing the where he's beard. Like, did you see it when he had like the long hair and the beard? Well, he's the... like, I don't exist. None of this exists. None of this right? is real. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's like oh. like Scientology. Maybe I is don't know, he a flat maybe. earther? I don't know. I don't he, if so. anybody, I feel like he would be though. He's yeah. he's one like everybody's just like a, a fleeting moment, you know. Like nothing exists, and we're all just kind of passing through. It's weird. He's a strange dude. Like that's maybe a lot of acid. I, <laughs> I mean, well, I think when you're cast and you become like a Joker forever, nothing is serious anymore. Like I feel like he's got that whole tears of a clown thing going on where nobody takes him seriously, and his life becomes. Sort of, jeez. That would be Man, real that, thunder. <laughs> that is not. Was it not sunny when we pulled um, in here like 45 minutes ago? I, I the think, ghost of Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Carrey. Jim Carrey is pissed at you right now. <laughs> he, he died yesterday. <laughs> yeah, rip, rip uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> what clip right. do we have next? Uh, well, let's. Uh, I'm going to. This was one of both of our favorite parts of the movie. Uh, I feel like it's everyone's. It's ridiculous. It's the funnest part. It's Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, I assume he's smoking pot for the first time. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's what I got from it. And here he is. Chicks, can I hold this smoke? That's what it is. <laughs> he says that after Molly Ringwald takes a hit off the joint and coughs. <laughs> Chicks cannot hold a smoke. That's, that's what, what it is. is. I love it. Turns and then, into um, Mike Tyson for my- some reason. <laughs> Well, he does a similar thing in uh, Weird Science too, right? Doesn't that voice kind of come back around during? Yeah, I Weird think Science? so. Yeah. When yeah, when they have the their, he's got his yeah, they're all sitting there with like the um, biker <laughs> good, guys or whatever. Good, Sorry, that was good horrible. story. <laughs> <laughs> hey no. guys, it's not just me. Okay, <laughs> I um, my favorite line Matt didn't cut for a clip, but. I love it when they go to Bender's locker and it's like, and he's, they're like, oh, you're such a slob. And he's like, my maid's on vacation. <laughs> Speaking love it. of Bender's locker, so it's got the uh, open this and die or whatever. And then the word, you know, we use it because it's based in the film, I guess. Whatever. It says the word fag on his locker. And uh, I'd never noticed that until I watched the the movie that I purchased. It was, I always saw it on television and I, for whatever reason, I think they either digitally removed it or they would cut the scene before it would pan down too far. Uh, which is funny because in that scene, the, the stationary shots would just have the letter F. It's just got a capital oh, really? F at the bottom of this. <laughs> all kinds of bad things that come after that. Letter. Right. So you I never mean. knew what he had written down below, but I don't even think it's worth having this movie on regular television. Like yeah. You wouldn't be, you'd miss everything. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff in there, but I mean, it was worse years ago. Like now they can push it a little further, yeah. I think, and get some, a few things through. But, um, but yeah, I just always remembered, uh, how crazy it was that that was on there. They do. And they say it in the movie too, back and forth a couple of times, but. You know, that was back in the 80s, right? It would literally be like they all sat down and then they were all leaving. Yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> now it's the G-rated breakfast club. It's just all the pauses. There's just no actual dialogue. <laughs> just Which all the pauses. Took- he falls through a ceiling. The end. Yeah. If you took all the pauses out, the movie would actually only be 20 minutes. Did you ever, uh, speaking of falls through the ceiling, did you ever imagine that there was a punchline to that joke? I always tried to figure out what it might have been. I wonder if there is or if there, there is even no, is. No, he made it. Yeah, oh. there is not. In fact, yeah, John Bender, they, they shot it a couple of different ways. He would either crawl across the ceiling with that weird bass guitar music playing, 
with nothing, just silence, or he tried to make up that. That's why he's like laughing his way through it. I think he's somebody's just, somebody's got to. There's got to be a couple good ones people have come up with. I wish that the years, yeah, because with that premise, you've got to be able to come up with something. Um, I would think there's got to be some ending to it somewhere, <laughs> but I don't know. So this is my favorite part of the film, other than like the iconic ones. This is one of my favorite things that happens. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? <laughs> Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? <laughs> watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Judd Nelson's under the desk. What is that? That what, sound what is that? to me, too. I, when, I, when I cut this for the audio, really when uh, Emilio noise. Estevez does that sound, it makes me laugh every time. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> she's <is> like... <laughs> 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 That noise? Was that the noise you were talking about? No, it wasn't. No, it that wasn't. was not the noise I was talking Could about. Could you describe the right? Now, yeah. I may not have caught you in the act this time, but you can bet I will. <laughs> <laughs> you make book on that, Missy. You make book on that, Missy. And that's... you I will not be made a fool of. And that's when he turns around and has the yeah. toilet paper thing so on his ass. Seat saver. Yeah. One, of the, one of the scenes that you um, you can't really get an audio clip for was when Ali Sheedy, well, the lunch scene just in general, because all yes. of their lunches are ridiculous. Like, Emilio Estevez pulls all of the, like, he's got like, a huge grocery bag full of food because he's an athlete. But when Ali Sheedy is. Is that why? So is that, am I an athlete then? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a, a basket case. I got a huge, <laughs> huge grocery bag full of food, though. Just got the sauce. Give me the sauce. <laughs> Who's holding? <laughs> um, but when Ali Sheedy puts the pixie sticks on the bread, like she takes the olive loaf and throws it and it lands on the sticks statue. Sticks to the statue. It's great. And then she crunches Captain Crunch. And then just like the roof of my mouth hurts just <laughs> thinking about eating that dry. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so clearly she's like left, I assume just based on that, she gets left alone a lot and has to fend for herself and make her own food. Uh, do you remember ever like as a kid, like constructing your own like meals like when you were left to your own devices and what kind of stupid shit you'd come up with yeah it was always awful it was just like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it's all, it's like yeah i'm gonna put uh chocolate pudding and uh rice krispies and oh my god uh, this is sounding you know. amazing keep yeah. going. <laughs> you're like keep going are you thinking <laughs> slower or high which were you <laughs> slower yeah <laughs> it's like fluffernutter and uh waffles or whatever just stupid shit like anything you have in your house you just throw together put ketchup on uh pasta because we were out of pasta sauce and that was <laughs> oh that i was cool. positive that it was going to be delicious and that was a very very rude awakening yes one of the most disgusting things i've ever had it was, <laughs> everything tasted like pennies was, yeah pretty much <laughs> I, I used to eat um, Miracle Whip sandwiches. Yeah. Like I just put Miracle Whip on it. And My grandmother would make Miracle Whip and peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, that's gross. It was weird. And I remember like I think I've had that. wanting them later, like as a kid being like, yeah, make those. That sounds good. Like it was my idea. It was awful. Miracle Whip's almost, it's almost like a combination of like, I guess like, like whipped cream and like mayonnaise, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. And whipped. Yeah. It has those magic little red dots in it that are <laughs> the greatest. I don't know. <laughs> They're like Lucky Charms. Uh... <laughs> what? Mine never had red dots. Oh, look. You got to look into it. You didn't live the one... then. That's the good stuff. <laughs> no. Mine was laced with something. You got to get it from a dealer. <laughs> was it made with like olive oil or something? I don't no. know. That's weird. Look into it, man. I'm telling you. They're in there. Little little, little dots in your Miracle Whip. <laughs> it's just mold. My... <laughs> <laughs> 
bread mold. My mother used to eat uh, just macaroni, noodles, and milk. Mm-hmm. And, we did and, too, and, and butter. butter. We called it macaroni and milk. I called it poor people food. She's like, I used to eat this when I was a kid, mm. when we didn't have anything. It's hangover food. I'm like, you realize you have money now. Like, you don't have to eat gruel. Like, you can go and have real... <laughs> She's like, that's what I'm used to. With salt and pepper. Oh my yeah. gosh, I will it's eat awful. that all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. But you have to put tons of butter. So it's like basically like tinged yellow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a few more clips to get through and we got to wrap this thing up here pretty soon. So let's keep a move on here. Is this one real quick? What would I do for a million bucks? I guess it, uh, I'd do as little as I had to. That's boring. Well, how am I supposed to answer? <laughs> the idea is to like search your mind for the absolute limit. Like, um, would you drive to school naked? I love how he doesn't even commit to the rules. Um, He's like, uh, ask all these questions. Of Of course. In the spring or winter? Doesn't matter. Spring. In front of the school or in back of the school? Either one. Yes. I'd do that. (laughs) I'll do anything sexual. I don't need a million dollars to do it either. You're lying. I already have. I've done just about everything there is, except a few things that are illegal. What do you think those things are? <laughs> That's uh, yeah, the mind only can only imagine. <laughs> are your parents aware of this? <laughs> the only person I told was my shrink. What did he do when you told him? He nailed me. <laughs> so, yeah, would. Uh, That's illegal. Yeah, <laughs> That's probably yeah for him at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she said uh, later on in the clip there, she says she after the first few times, it got less weird. So clearly she's done it several times. Mm. But then we find out, of course, she's lying. Like the whole thing is just a ruse. It's meant to get uh, Molly Ringwald to come out with the fact that she was uh, a virgin uh, still. Right. She was she didn't want to say it, but she did. Uh, do you remember ever having to lie about that? At any point, did you ever lie about being I don't a virgin? I ever lied about it because all my friends were, too. So yeah. Was, nobody I was cared. In that yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, everyone just assumes. Just like, uh, yeah. Do you still I mean, tell people you're a virgin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a virgin. Uh, you go, be 33, gentle. 33 years old. <laughs> be gentle. Be gentle. Uh, and then we start to find out why everybody was here. They sit around in that weird circle and kind of explain what, why, the, you know, why they're there, what got them there. We'll try to get through these pretty quick. Do you guys know what... Uh, oh, my God. I this is such a long clip. I taped Larry Lester's buns together. And that the amount you. of pauses yeah, that were know. in this just... Yeah, Unbelievable. This is a two-minute clip, and it came down from, like, five minutes. Most of his hair came off, and some, some skin, too. So the bizarre thing is that I did it for my old man. I tortured this poor kid. The sun is shining, and there's thunder outside cool. happening right now. This is the craziest shit I've ever seen. My dad just texted that he's in his car, and he doesn't want to get drenched. <laughs> he's like, I'm smoking cigarettes in my car. So I'm, it is, yeah, it is sunny, and there's a river of water running down. <laughs> Homeless guy just went by on an inflatable raft. (laughs) I started thinking about my father. All right, we get it. Jesus Christ. So he he taped some guy's ass cheeks together because he's a fucking jock weirdo and decided to do some like blatantly homoerotic nonsense in a locker room. Yeah, but he did it because his old man wanted him to cut loose on people. Took responsibility for it at all. Shut is the opposite of homoerotic. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That is true. Maybe homophobic. (laughs) It's the opposite. (laughs) I don't want anything to do with that. In fact, I don't want to see it. I'm going to close it. (laughs) 
permanently. Close it forever. <laughs> yeah, you're Sew right. I do. I mean, he isn't taking responsibility, but he is like coming out as uh, like what his issues are. And John's like, your old man and my old man should get together and go That's bowling. At the end. Here, let's see if I can just fast forward through. What, uh, I can. I don't I know how to give. Oh, yeah. I totally can't be able to wrestle anymore. He could forget all about me. Wow. Your old man and my old man should get together and go bowling. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that because he, I mean, he says what he did, but he just, he blames it entirely on his father. He never takes responsibility mm-hmm. for it, which I get. He's a kid. You know what I mean? Of course, you're going to have issues with like owning up to that. But I mean, I guess he feels bad. He started yeah, he's it. like, how do I, how do you apologize for that? And right. then he thought, talks about how he feels bad about the humiliation that the kid's going to have when yeah. he goes home and. Yeah, sure, yeah, this scene just totally like fucked my mind. Yeah, like the the one that came out fucking nuts for me is Brian. the The fact yes. that he was so crushed by that. That well, and yeah, so play this, but then I want to talk about how this kind of plays into what we're do- dealing with nowadays yeah. with like bullying, like yeah. anti bully movement. You think I don't understand pressure, Claire? Well, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. you know why I'm here today? Do you? Yeah, oh, that a was lot a of good pauses. Edit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here. Mr. Ryan found a gun in the locker. It's like when you watch the NFL, but you watch the version that's condensed, so it's like 30 minutes. (laughs) Okay, I just want to mention, though, uh, I'm going to play more of that clip, but so in having to edit out the pauses, the greatest thing about this movie is that all of the background, like the ambient music, music, it's just long notes. Uh So anywhere I cut was between when a note changed from one to the other. So it's just a shortened version of the same long note. It's crazy. (laughs) You have a gun in your locker. I tried. And pull a fucking trunk on it's the light's supposed he's to talking go about on. a lamp that he's failing shop can go on, you know? he couldn't get the light to What's turn on for, you brought it up man i can't have an f i can't have it i don't know my parents can have it even if i ace the rest of the semester i'm still only a b everything's ruined for me i was definitely not brian <laughs> <laughs> options you know no, killing yourself is not an option. Well, I didn't do it, did I? No, I don't think so. It was a handgun? No, it was a flare gun. <laughs> it was a flare gun. Went off in my locker. <laughs> that is a noob mistake right there. Uh, it's the best. It's I love funny. that they all laugh at him. <clears throat> yes, it is. Fucking elephant was destroyed. <laughs> so... Uh, actually, in the beginning of the movie, they do that weird montage of the halls and stuff, and you do see his locker in the beginning. There's a burnt out locker with a bunch of like crap all over the floor. cinders and yeah. garbage all over the ground, and we don't know it until the end. But that was his locker; it was all burned out from it. But yeah, it totally plays into like what's happening now, with, yes. like guns the, in schools and yes, guns in schools, like the, all the suicide awareness, the anti bullying, thirteen reasons why, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. I don't know. I just thought it was. Kind of really, I mean, this is still a huge thing sure. now, not just in 1985. All right. And timeless. Then... <laughs> Sui- yeah. Suicide. Suicide is timeless. Suicide by flare gun. <laughs> Isn't that the theme song to MASH? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's painless. Right. You want to know what I did to get in here? This is Allison. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't have anything better to do. All right. Uh, yeah, so she's just fucking a lunatic. You know, she didn't have anything yeah. better to do. Had Her home life is unsatisfying, so she just wanted to go to school instead, I guess. Which Yeah, do you have the clip of where she's telling Brian <laughs> all the information she knows about him because she stole his wallet? So I don't know if anybody's keeping track, but I pulled 24 clips from this movie. 
And uh, that one didn't make the cut. Okay. I was like, no, no it's it. totally fine. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to talk about, too, toward the end of this, right, is eventually uh, they all sort of make amends and they start to be friends and they claim that there's going to be, you know, it's going to be different later, sort of. They talk about it. Molly Ringwald's like, no, I'm going to be honest. You know, we're not going to if I see you in the hallways, I'm not going to talk to you. Bender's not going to like have you go to one of his weird death metal concerts with him. We're all just going to keep being the same people that we're being. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall was like, I wouldn't do that to you. You know how that worked out at the end here. Uh, but somehow, uh, Molly Ringwald just f- decides to fall in love with John Bender. Anyway, she told him, uh, 20 minutes before the movie was supposed to end that she hates him and, uh, she doesn't want to talk to him. And then by the end of the film, of course, out in the parking lot as they're leaving, uh, she kisses Bender right in front of her dad, gives him her stud diamond earring, and then like goes off. Into the it's classic, classic um, flirting. Yeah, in high this school. makes total sense to me because it's obvious from the second she sees him. The issue with that, that I have is I'm telling you the last, <laughs> the last movie we did <laughs> in Groundhog Day, we were so pissed that uh, she doesn't like him the day before, and then somehow within a twenty-four hour period falls in love with him, and they're supposed to live happily ever after, which I hated. And in this movie. It happens in the course of like 20 minutes. They hate no. each other and now they're She in love. says she hates him, but she doesn't. He's a bad boy. <laughs> Plus, only- I mean, seriously, like you can tell from like the very beginning and he knows it. He's totally like playing it up. Like when she's asking him about his girlfriends. Yeah. He's like, some I consider my girlfriends and some I just consider. Never throw anything away. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, and it's a bummer for me, too, because everybody ends up with each. They pair up except for Anthony Michael Hall. I know. It's, that is kind of a bummer. So He's got sad. Carl, the janitor. Yeah, it's true. He does. <laughs> Carl, he Carl's does looks buddy up later. with Carl. Yeah. And then. There's uh, like a ghost scene later where they sweep puke together. <laughs> at the end. That's, that didn't make the cut, but it's in the extras. So many plot pauses, long pauses. Just a just the slosh of there's no There is no dialogue at all. Doesn't need to be. A few wretches here and there. <laughs> there's way more puke puddles at the end. <laughs> Big piles of puke. Off into the distance. It's, uh, While this song plays. <laughs> That's how it should have ended, actually. That is, there's with Carl and Brian giving like a long a look five. towards each other. <laughs> Instead of the freeze frame with John Nelson out in the field, it's them high-fiving and it freezes. Right? <laughs> Right at the high five. Both wearing like gloves, like just yeah. janitor's gloves or whatever. Yeah. Well, maybe Carl knows who Brian is because he has to replace his fucking locker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Somebody had to clean that shit up. Uh, so they they go through all this. They like, you know, it feels like, oh, we're going to be friends forever and whatever, you know. And they still make that motherfucker write the letter for them. Like, Yeah. I do I'm think that so that was pretty sad. shitty. She's using uh, her status, her feminine wiles to trick him into just you know writing this goddamn and they tell him he's smart trying to make him feel good did you um nate did you ever like let girls cut in line or like were you kind of i mean they pretty much ignored me i mean a big part of it was the (laughs) acne (laughs) you were you were allison but it wasn't your parents ignoring you uh, yeah pretty much oh so they yeah, that's why we brought you here, just to make you reflect oh, on your life. I was life happy, and, and now it's stormy outside, and I, uh, I'm very depressed. So, but I feel like I'm ripe for comedy again. So hey. that actually makes sense. All right, so this happens at the end. I'm not just playing the clip of the song again. Such a great ending. Which is the beginning, right? They yes. do this. Yeah. Right. We accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was we did wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are. So they make me write it instead. In the simplest terms, with the most convenient definitions, 
But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain. And an athlete. And a basket case. A princess. And a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, chills. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it is. It's like an iconic part of my childhood. I've seen this movie a hundred times or better. It's just the... Yeah. But uh, anyhow, so that's the end. What did you think of the movie overall? It was good. I loved it. I liked... I mean, the end especially. It's... uh, Yeah. Did it... uh, Did, like, looking into it any deeper, peeling it back, it all change the movie for you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because like I said, I mean, before it was just one of those things I would see, like, little clips of, but this time I watched it intently and, yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those movies you got to, like, watch it. Sure. You know, to get... You get more out of it uh, than me. But yeah, it it was great. Definitely. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Day. I definitely had a great time. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks for the last minute uh, venue change. Yes, yes, very <laughs> much. Works yeah. out. Drag you across town just to get over here so, to record something. So, yeah. All right, guys. Uh, I want to make sure everybody's aware of how to get a hold of us if you have any uh, issues with this or want to tell us anything we did wrong or any corrections we need to make or any pointers on how to not have trains pass by and bleed into the audio as we're doing this. If you can get a uh, hold of us at the show at another episode podcast at gmail.com for email. You can reach us on Twitter at another ep pod. That's another E P P O D on Twitter. Cause we couldn't get the whole goddamn name because it <laughs> restricted letter. the amount of uh, letters we could use. And uh, where do folks get a hold of you, Nate? Oh, uh, they can follow me at Nate underscore uncensored. Perfect. I'm also on Instagram at Nate uncensored and uh, yeah. There yeah, you go. Cool. Uh, anything you've got coming up you want to plug? Other, we've got um, the I mean, Rupert's, Rupert's Brew House. If you're uh, in Florida and you want windows, you can hit me up. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back to being a corporate whore. There you uh, go. Very nice. So two worlds. But no, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, man. All right. So check out that Pawpaw Playhouse show next time. Uh, the September 22nd. Of, on, yeah. Yeah. September, September 22nd. 22nd. But get your tickets now because yeah. it's going to sell out. Yeah. Sold out last time. Yesterday. Yesterday there were people standing up in the back. There was no room. And Mandy, do you have anything you'd like to plug or anything you want to talk about? No, by the time this drops, I think the only things I'm doing will be over. So just another episode. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much. And check us out at another episode podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.